0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver. Joe, Know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, there's no telling where the gods will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're
2: broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers Episode 705 Vengeance. That's there it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Bingo. Southern pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> well, it's fitting. It is. That's mm-hmm. true. That's yeah. true. So, before we get too far afield, let's uh let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves cuz I'll forget. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Kevin's technically a guest this week. That's true, because We're Joe really and I are, are in real life, and <laughs> Kevin is often COVID going. I would
3: say the, the vid has finally taken all three members of us down. No, oh Tom, two hasn't? of us. Ah, so far, oh. knock on wood, I have not gotten the Rona. There we go. So, Very good. Fingers crossed.
2: Everybody else in your house did. It's a testament to tonal. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's right <laughs> Yeah
2: Actually my stepdaughter hasn't gotten it Oh really? Yeah So okay, half okay. the house has gotten it That's crazy That's so my, weird Yeah my, my my wife and son have gotten it But not my stepdaughter There so we go I, I don't know what that means <laughs> Like you know So And it's because it's not like I haven't been going places Sure I've gone on two cruises I've gone to Disney World I've licked 47 <laughs> doorknobs <laughs> At Disney World At Disney World <laughs> I uh I just flat out french kissed uh an icu nurse bold move yeah i'm bold just move. like i'm like let's get this over <laughs> with can i get this please yeah and also uh my i'm at the covid medical trial that i'm in i have my last appointment next week so i've made it through the entirety of the covid moderna medical trial right without getting covid good job there
3: you go good job so you get a prize at the end you get not covid (laughs) that's fair i mean well that counts (laughs) yes that counts absolutely that counts so and you
2: know and you know obviously we should just say the vaccine reduces your likelihood of getting it yes does not guarantee you won't get it but it reduces the severity in the event that you do correct so that's how vaccines operate right they're not magic cloaks <laughs> of protection like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. So
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, but look at it this way. I tested less than a week ago now, I tested positive and basically had sore throat, little headache, a uh, minor cough, but I've had worse colds, and I'm vaccinated and boosted. So, you know, if I hadn't been, who knows? Yeah. I'm almost on the mend here.
2: Yeah. And reduces the likelihood that you'll give it to someone else. There it is. So, Exactly. So, uh, oh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review so people that come along after you know that we're worth checking out. Uh, You can also... Find us on Facebook, slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And uh, people who were kind enough to share an episode this last week. So if you share an episode and we can see it based on your privacy settings, we'll read your name on the show. Here are people who shared it last week Christopher Rex, librarian Cynthia, Ralph Tribble, Heather Sachs, who expected us to be cranky about last week, or at least one of us <laughs> to be cranky about last week's episode, but uh, our movie. But. Oh. No, but uh, but no, I think we all dug it. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh yeah. I'm not sure what we were supposed to be cranky about. Maybe just we don't like the kids these days. It was, I probably, mean, me. It, it was <laughs> probably me. It was probably me. Yeah. If, if you think someone's going to be cranky on yeah, the show, right? Right. It's probably right. me. Let's
4: but, yeah. not
1: kid ourselves. She said at least one of them is yeah. going to be cranky. Yeah. <laughs> it's we the know old guy.
2: <laughs> like we've all been vaxxed and boosted, but only one of us is old enough to get like triple boost. That's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Gabriel Lugo. Uh, julianne jordan brendan mcguckin travis t tammy lynn powers betts gris falls uh glenn cougar Brewer. l is not well which i every week i'm like i hope that changes to i know yeah l is well worried about her invasion of the remake ronnie castle mike mike and oscar spoiler piece theater matt naglia cinema recall nostalgia cast geek to me radio in session film binge movies Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd podcast, Piecing It Together podcast, Feel and Film, Colby Mack, and Batman Rye Guy. So thank you so much for sharing the episode. We greatly appreciate it. And finally, don't forget, we have a Patreon where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help support the show. And we
3: like you extra. Yeah. And there's a bunch of Evil Dead stuff up there. And I think Army of Darkness is on the way. Awesome. So there's all that. Uh, Let's dig into Vengeance. This is an interesting flick.
2: I love this movie. Yeah, I actually watched it a second time. Okay, because oh, it had, nice, it had been about a month since I had seen it. So when it hit VOD, I I like I had some voodoo credit. Nowadays. Sure, screw it. So I went ahead and just bought it because it was what twenty bucks and, and five bucks more. You own it. Yeah, and I knew I liked it. I mean, you skip a trip to the theater if
1: you have at least two people in your household. Let's say buying it is like two tickets, and yeah. if you can pay five more bucks than renting it it's like why not I mean take I'll usually roll the dice on a purchase for a you know theater at home
2: right for sure and and so we had three people watch it because I my wife hadn't seen it and then my son was like sure I'll watch it
3: and it's got Ryan yeah. from the office yeah and he <laughs> hasn't
2: really watched the office all that much but okay. um, but he loved it because he I, like we fully yeah. expected him to bail we were like just try it and if you don't like it you can leave and right like, okay and he got totally sucked in
3: it's uh, it's it's a smart detective story kind of yeah like it's it It is yeah yeah, it's i I just think it's an it's also an interesting commentary on it has a lot to say it does and yes and for you would it 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 just
2: lands in an interesting place because it's very much about the divide in the country yeah politically but it never actually is overtly political in terms of like you know they never talk about it's more like culturally way yes. of yes. life
3: yeah then it is like this politician versus this right politician. you've got a, yeah. a, a a new york native and a texas native right and that's i mean and
1: i think it's fair it they're very fair to both sides yeah. because they oh, don't sure. present even though your main character's from new york and of course you're going to be presented as the more liberal type of ideas and, and concepts but the lessons learned throughout the film when he goes to texas and you start seeing people that he never thought he would relate to, I think it's really fair and interesting how he starts to assimilate into that lifestyle in this short amount of time. So yeah. I just
2: think that it was fair the way that... Totally. It's very nuanced because there are obviously certain aspects about him that you like a lot. There are also aspects about him that are very douchey. And then when mm-hmm. you deal with the, a lot of the people, a lot of the Texas, the Texan characters, yeah. like same thing right like it 's like there are aspects about them that are very endearing, and there are aspects about them that are very douchey right and just yeah. in, but in polar opposite directions, and so well,
1: and I think that the main takeaway that I got from it is it really paints a picture of we 're all just human beings, yeah, even though we may disagree on things, whether it 's political or way of life and and these things that we do very different when you start to talk to people who you maybe normally wouldn't affiliate with because you don't think you have the same interests or whatever, but you start to talk to them and you find out like, Hey, maybe we're not so different after all.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I, uh, yeah, like I said, I I positively love this movie. Yeah, it's I was, one of my favorite movies of the year so far.
3: it's interesting to see it come from Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Yeah. Which is very interesting. It's weird.
2: Voodoo has it listed as horror. And I was like, Well, that's <laughs> there is
3: nothing somebody just got lazy and saw Blumhouse. That's exactly there it. There is yeah. nothing
2: yeah. about this movie that is horror. It's an
3: it, it's an interesting step for Blumhouse because they are the horror you know, they are the the horror company. Yeah. And I just wonder if this is them being like, Well, if A twenty four can do horror or what have you maybe we can dip our toes into this drama game
1: they've done it before though was blumhouse the one that did whiplash they've done other things that aren't horror before oh i think
3: they did did they do whiplash it's one of them like that to where i was surprised okay ghost house no i don't know if that's true or not i don't think ghost house did whiplash but yeah it's just it's an interesting you know i think blumhouse's money makers uh, when you obviously when you watch their opening credit or their opening like logo thing now is all horror stuff right like it's right. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers and it's uh, Jigsaw not Jigsaw but uh, uh, everything from like the the conjuring universe all that stuff so it's interesting to see him take a another leap into this drama world because Whiplash I mean w- was ridiculous right like it, it mm-hmm. critically and yeah they were for sure Whiplash they were also according to this article Black Klansmen. Oh, yep. interesting! There you go. Yeah, so that so is there, interesting. Yeah, they, he he, uh, Jason Blum kind of gets a a bad rap as like he'll just make whatever cheap horror movie he can. But I mean, those are th- these three those three titles. This one, Black Klansman, and Whiplash, yeah, are some pretty. There's a couple other movies that I'm not familiar with: Griffin and Phoenix,
2: oh. Accidental Husband, and The Normal Heart. Okay. What and does it say what years those came out by chance uh normal heart is twenty fourteen accidental husband is two thousand eight, and Griffin and Phoenix is two thousand and six, so that's
3: I think him trying to figure it out, yeah, I think at that point. But and yeah, I mean, it's... he produced a Benji movie on Netflix, too. So, <laughs> well. you know, they've
2: got their hands in all sorts.
3: of <laughs> Yeah, but Benji was disemboweled. At the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's no, true, in the beginning. The, and then yeah, comes surprise back, yeah, horror right, right. film yeah. version. Right. Yes. Right. And I think the the other thing that people tend to forget is that B.J. Novak was a writer on The Office.
2: Yeah. He started as a writer and then they they just they needed people in the background. Right. And I mean, I think he was always a little bit more than a background guy. But some of those people like Phyllis and were never really intended to talk um they were just supposed to be extras with you know maybe a stray line of dialogue sure. and then over time they're just like running out of story <laughs> ideas so they just
1: you know I was going to say yeah there's only so much you can do without pulling in new people for stories yeah i mean like
2: <laughs> like on mash with nurse kelly right like right. she was just this background person who they just they kept bringing back because they wanted you to see the same people in the background every oh way. that makes sense because of course there would be the same people you can't have week. like a rotating office staff and then eventually she started getting lines and then you know i mean she was never a huge character but <clears throat> but she does i will say have like maybe my favorite episode of mash oh, is really? where they focus on she basically she tees into hawkeye this is like i think in the last season where she's like you've nailed every nurse (laughs) in this place but me like what what's (laughs) what's wrong with what's wrong with me the deal like you won't hit on me you won't (laughs) flirt with me nothing and it's like it's a great episode that's cool it's a great great that's good stuff especially because it it also kind of like puts hawkeye through a, a little bit more of a modern lens of like you're kind of a d- right, d- like as right, much right, as right, I right. love Hawkeye, he's
3: kind of a d- god. <laughs> yes, yeah,
2: sometimes, but anyway. Do you guys
1: remember when he popped up in *Inglorious Bastards*? Who did you know that? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. As one, as one of uh, Brad Pitt's like group of group of dudes. That was the first time I saw him outside of the
1: office, and it just seemed so odd because you know, from office worker Ryan right. to Nazi killing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, he's he seems like. Especially after seeing this film, I mean, obviously he's a talented writer, but you don't see him acting in as much stuff. And I think this really proves that he can do it. And I'm hoping he starts to pop up in more stuff after this gets seen.
2: Yeah, he's really good in this. I mean, I don't think he'll ever be the kind of actor that can get lost in a role, right? Like you're never going to walk out of a movie going like,
3: "Wait, this does kind of feel that like was B.J. Novak." Right. Like, this <laughs>
2: definitely feels like a variation on Ryan in the Office, yeah. but not to be dis, but not in a Nope. lazy way no it's not just at like all. he it really is more of like it it feels in a lot of ways like he took that character put him in a different setting and and but made him less of a cartoon yes especially by the end of that series <laughs> yes. ryan very much became a, a, a cartoon character. yeah yeah and th- he
1: was in saving mr banks too He was one of the sherman brothers i thought he did a good job even though like that wasn't a very Ryanish role but he's had a few where he's proven that he can do it yeah
3: yeah, it's it's just interesting when you see these guys, and you're just like, well, it's it's kind of incredible that he wrote this entire movie. It's like, well, he was writing on one of the most popular sitcoms, right. you know, of the last twenty years. Um, and it's a story that I think is is super interesting because podcasting, yeah, well, it, podcasting, but also <laughs> like the sensationalism of a story, and not realizing that. Um, I think did we talk about this where like people started doing like these true crime documentaries. Where all of a sudden th- the documentary comes out, but then there's other people who lo- who are just like, this was my life. Right. You know, yeah. like I think it's the the, the Pam Huff, hup hup. But like her daughter, I think maybe was just like, none of this is legit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's like, I lived through this. Right. So there is it's an interesting story because so the premise of this is basically BJ Novak is a writer in New York. And he wants to do this podcast, but has has no real podcasting background Pod, or story. I, yeah, he, I love the idea too. Of like, he's successful. He write
2: right. He writes for the New Yorker. Yeah, and but in his mind, like podcasting—that's where that's it is. Where you become famous, right? And so, it's oh, it's weird. Let me tell you, yeah. <laughs> and so he, uh, which I mean, but in that world, it is. Right? No, sure. He like, yeah. so American and, Life, and, or, and he's surrounded yeah, by all these people who. Who have podcasts, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to to pitch his podcast to basically a, a so, fictionalized version of NPR. I was
3: like, that wasn't he wasn't John Mayer wasn't playing himself, right? A character named John, just a character named no. John. Oh, so, then it was definitely playing himself. Yeah, okay, perfect. I don't,
1: yeah, I mean, it's not he's not listed as John Mayer, so I don't think you're supposed to think he's the musician. But
3: when John Mayer yeah. is playing a character named John, yeah, that's kind of on the nose, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and he is like I like their conversation is it's kind of like bodies 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 where it's like it's it's very vapid right you know like they're not really saying anything to each other I, but
2: what I love about this opening scene where well I guess it's not technically the opening scene the opening scene is the girl dying but yeah right this, right right the, you know this the kind of that's more of a prelude but yeah the, this opening scene, I don't even
1: remember that what's the opening scene where she's
2: crawling you she's see her she, crawling, crawling through the oil fields where she's going to die where they're going to find her body. I completely yeah. forgot yeah. That. okay because that opening scene is so the what you think of as the opening scene is so good, right? Right. Yeah. right where oh yeah. They're sitting there going through their phones, figuring out like these girls that they have them all... no their, last names, no last names, yeah. and they just have like little like like hints to remind them who they are, right? And, and
1: that conversation about commitment, about how yeah. <laughs> they don't want to meet the parents, like why would I want to meet your parents? Then <laughs> I don't and need and to know how many t-
3: siblings you have. I don't huh? need to yeah. By, like,
1: yeah, and by the yeah. time I do, I'm I'm done. Like I don't right. want to be in that relationship. I mean, oh, I, it's obvious.
2: I only yeah. date only children or oldest of three. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh but I what I love about the that conversation is the way it's written is they're so vapid, yeah. but they so don't think that they're like they right. think that they're really
3: deep the way the way that they, they're viewing the world. Exactly. Just oh yeah. So but sarcastic. it's also I, I also think it's an interesting take, which has been a new thing of like hookup culture like that's kind of been a thing recently where it's like there is no from what i interpret there is no like dating anymore it's yeah. just like you see a person on a on an app you swipe left or right well and then, like the the options are infinite right right like, yeah, that's it, exactly you it. know
2: and if somebody brings you a box of of infinite chocolates <laughs> you know a whitman sampler of <laughs> infinite chocolates you're not just gonna land on nougat like right. you're gonna keep sampling but
3: it is it, like and what i when we get as the movie progresses, you know, we, we find out that uh that I, I keep wanting to call him uh, B.J. Novak's character Ben, Ben, ben he gets a foot. He hooks up with this gal. He gets a phone call from an unknown number. And they basically say that this that this girl has died and you need to come to Texas. And he was like the most unrealistic thing in this entire it is, movie. I agree.
2: It's sort of. The- he would have never answered an unknown number. Oh, sure. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it.
1: Yeah. Can I say I. I, I could not get this out of my head, and I'm thinking maybe Tom is going to understand this, but this movie kept reminding me of Dear Evan Hansen. You're definitely not going to
3: get me on I, that one. No, I
2: no, no, no. It, I, I get it because they're they're both entering these worlds under false pretense. The and, premise oh, is, is wait, I did very see that movie, similar. I? Yeah. As, as yeah, I did.
3: I okay.
1: forgot that I yeah. saw it.
2: <laughs> the, the premise
1: is, even though the movies overall are vastly different, right. but in Dear Evan Hansen... Evan is pretending to be this guy's best friend, right, like Thompson right, right. under false pretenses, and gets to know the family and gets to know the sister, which yeah. this in this movie he gets to know the brother. And then as they start telling as he's talking about this podcast and the things go along and they say, Oh, people are gonna start thinking about things a different way, and 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 people are trying to find justice for her or whatever. And I was thinking of the Connor Murphy project and do have enhanced. Like, there were just things where I'm like maybe he didn't mean to maybe he saw it and just never thought about it again so i'm not saying he copied it but i just wonder if there's something in his consciousness where the idea slipped in there because it's such a similar like start to
3: the premise yeah it's almost
2: it's almost like they they both created works of art based on the same writing prompt
3: oh sure 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 then just spun off
2: in wildly different directions yeah exactly so
1: anyway i don't know i just uh i I was at a movie and I was on my phone, but I heard the start of the trailer a couple months ago or whatever, and I'm like, "Wait, what? What is that? what? <laughs> He's pretending to be the boyfriend, or I don't know." So it just I, it, no, I didn't
2: make that connection, but I think it's fair, I, yeah. you know. But in no way is it a retread. But like, yeah, they yeah. definitely kind of start in a similar. Well, it's kind of like the yeah.
3: uh, is it is it death in death of death in the family? Like, does that kind of have a similar premise, or is that just where Robin dies?
4: No, like as opposed to death of the family, <laughs> is that
3: what? It, no, it's death of the family, right? Well, there's two of them. Well, does, really they they it the, twice. I don't count the second one; that doesn't count. There's really I one. liked both of them. All right, I like the Snyder. Is that Snyder? Uh, da, da, da. It is Snyder and Capullo. Yeah, but I, I mean, come on, you're not going to top Marv Wolfman and Jim Aparo blowing up Robin. I'm just saying well, And then they did They have a 1-900 number that you could call <laughs> Yeah If they didn't then they lose It's a Twitter poll <laughs> Yeah
2: But like Not the same
3: it's, It is interesting because The beginning of this movie does Hit on hookup culture And all that stuff And then as We find out that BJ Novak That Ben hooked up with this girl Right Abby Abby And as he gets to know her post-mortem he starts to be like, "Oh, this girl was pretty incredible. She was pretty great. She was pretty great." So it is like I think that is kind of a commentary on that. Just take your time and get to know somebody, yeah. and they may turn out to be someone pretty, pretty spectacular. And but I was like, the
1: "That's a switch of oh, she talked about you all the time and yeah. told her family." I mean, to, yeah. if we're gonna spoil it up front, uh, this is a great movie to watch, but the family, the brother keeps saying like, oh my gosh, she talked about you all the time. And then of course he does the play along thing like, oh yeah, I, <laughs> you know, like he tries to play along with her or whatever. And in the end, the reveal of it, that it wasn't even him. Right. She right, was right, talking right, right. About, Which I think is so even genius. Better. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's, yeah. It's a pretty great reveal. And it's, you you know that it's something, right? But in, yeah. they do a really good job of keeping everything under wraps because the, yeah. and he, I, and I feel like he's not, so what happens, he goes to Texas, and I don't know... Because he has no idea about the podcast yet. Like right, he, 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 he wants he, to start a podcast, but, but he doesn't yet, know how to do he it. He hasn't...
2: He. This is, I think, what stops Ben from being a complete... In the eyes of the audience. Yeah. There's a lot of little subtle choices in this movie that keeps you rooting for the right people, or not rooting against the right people, right? Right, right. In that he... He go. He gets guilted to go to this funeral, but he does not go to this funeral to start a podcast. Correct. Right. He Correct. Go, he gets guilted to go to this funeral for this girl that he barely knows. Right. And that
1: he could have just hung up the phone. I mean, he could yeah. have like but, if but, He was a but, real but you, jerk. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure, so sure, sure. he
2: goes, and then after the funeral, you get the great scene where they make him speak <laughs> at the funeral about this girl that he doesn't oh my know. God, that was so good. And he's oh, got a, trying to come up with something yeah, that yeah. she loved. <laughs> music yeah there's a picture of her playing a car she loves music i know that i yeah. know that oh my god <laughs> it was so awkward so, it was pretty the, great r-
1: the writing is so funny in this yeah
2: movie. she will be a song in our heart <laughs> but um uh it's not until after that when the so then they're driving down the you know empty highway in texas and the the, the her brother is like uh we need to avenge her death. And he was and, like, and that's <laughs> that's when he figures out, hey, I want to start a podcast. People love dead white girls
3: like this. That's a pretty great line. Where yeah. I, I wish I could remember the the woman's name because she was in. It's Issa Rae. Is that what it is? The the producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Producer? yeah. She's like everybody loves a a, a, a dead white a dead girl. white girl, and, yeah. were, and that, and that it's becomes the holy the grail t- of podcasts. It is, yeah. Right. yeah. It, that becomes the the name of the podcast. The, was, the working title. The working title. Yeah, end okay, right, up right, calling it right, yeah. Abilene, but. But the working title, the working title is, title title is, is, is Dead White Girl, yeah. But um uh
2: but so he doesn't go down the podcast he doesn't go there with malice in his heart. He gets guilted into going there right. and but but he does go and then he decides when the brother's like, You gotta help me and the brother's convinced that there's this grand conspiracy, right? Because, you know Texas. conservative people in small towns sure. love their conspiracies and and so he thinks he's an idiot but he's like you know hey I can turn this into content
3: and right. and make you feel better about your situation we can work this case and we'll figure it out right we'll see what's what and it's it's just interesting. did you recognize the brother Joe of course he's the Corinthian
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, what a it's a good week for Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's uh, the Corinthian, and Netflix is the Sandman. So I had been watching that, and oh, then I watched okay. this movie. Yeah. I'm
3: like, oh, holy crap. I got to yeah, tell yeah, you, yeah. that show is phenomenal. I've just seen the first two. Oh, it's so good. That's the crazy part. It, yeah. It's crazy
1: almost part. exactly line for line, a faithful
3: adaptation it of is. the comics. It's crazy. It is interesting how they can't use or didn't use any DC references Oh yeah, they can. Like, no, they they but, it's a, d- but it's a but it's a Warner Johannic. Brothers Constantine. Okay. But she's John. In the book, right? No, no, no. I mean, oh. like when you look at her on the show yeah. and they and she starts talking and she talks about things that happened in her past and like she's at the Casanova yeah. Club and there's the mucous membrane poster. She's John. Right. And it's right. just like they just changed her, but they, they took out Etrigan. they took out Arkham Asylum and the who John D. is they took all of that out right. And I was like that's where the Ruby is they took that Out and I just think it's interesting that it's A pro- WB produced show But they're just well, like yeah. take all Of the DC stuff out like all of the but- DC proper Stuff out they just think, don't
1: have the. They'd have to pay different people and everything like to license might, those characters. It might already be farmed out to other people. That could be. And I think also,
2: like right. I, I think it just adds a layer of confusion that the show doesn't That's need. true. You drop in Etrigan the Demon, you're because like, wait a minute. Who? The thing is, if you'll remember, when, when Sandman came out the comic book, they forced that on him. Like, he didn't want. On Neil Gaiman? Yeah, he mm. didn't want to include all these other DC oh. characters, and they made him do that because. They created Vertigo because of the ses- the success of Sandman. If you look at those first like six seven issues, yeah. there's no Vertigo logo on them because it doesn't exist. Oh, yet. interesting. Yeah, and so, and they because like he doesn't he have a meeting where he meets
3: the original Sandman. There's a and he it, makes a yeah. comment where he's like they 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 put people in my place. Yeah, to... and he, there's like a crossover with like Justice League or something. Yeah, yeah. When and he tries it, to find his ruby. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time
2: since I've actually read it, but they. Push that on him they were like no this still needs to live in the world of DC and then once it became this huge giant hit and was bringing in all these other types of readers that comic books weren't getting yeah, at the time yeah. they were like we'll create a new imprint
3: you'll be the flagship title. And basically you don't gotta do that. Yeah, don't worry about
4: it. And then it never <laughs> happened again. You can
3: you can interact with Swamp Thing and Constantine yeah. Constantine because that's how <laughs> they say it. And I was right.
2: But once once you get past like preludes and nocturnes, it doesn't really connect back to the DC universe at all. That I think I they, I remember. Yeah, it, it is just,
1: interesting how it's front loaded, very much like just name dropping DC stuff <laughs> left and right. Yeah. There's always a DC character and then it just and then stops. You're, yeah. It just for, as you get further away, yeah. But I I could not believe it how close. And Joe, you said you were reading. I'm reading and it along. watching. And, like I'm in oh, issue. Lines, I'm, I'm like... at issue
3: five. So I'm at the diner issue. Okay. And we yeah. haven't watched that episode yet. And I was like, man, I don't know how they're gonna do this. Yeah. But this is gonna be messed up. Yeah. That's all oh, yeah. I got. say. I was talking to a
2: guy at work who who al- who always asked me if I if I've seen this if I've seen that. And I was like, I haven't seen it yet. I was like, I'm on the fence of like if it's worth checking out. I was just like, in my my litmus test for if I should watch, I'm like. Is there a diner episode? <laughs> and he's like, I haven't gotten that far and I'm like, so I don't know. And I'm like, Okay. And he comes in the next day and he's like, There's a diner episode. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Then I'll watch. Yeah. It. I was yeah, like, then they is, must be doing it right. Yeah. It <laughs>
1: is almost I mean, I know you it's almost how many episodes it, every, are you in time?
2: Just two. I've just seen the just first the first two. Okay, yeah.
1: It's, uh, but I mean, it's extremely faithful, and yeah. and they, they change little things, and of course the DC stuff. But it's amazing how close the script is to the pages.
2: And, and- from what I remember, even visually, they, they treated the it looked like they treated the comic book like a storyboard. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Did, I mean, right. the guy
3: the guy doesn't look. Morpheus has a. This is such a weird tangent we just went on, but Morpheus has a very different look. Than this guy I think does. It's hard to get somebody to look like that in real life. That's also, what it Alan I also Rickman felt like they yeah.
2: they always played oh, games with Morpheus's height. Yep, yep. Like and sometimes his hair he was and... taller and thinner, and sometimes that's just artist interpretation. But just in the same way, sometimes Batman's got pointy <laughs> ears, but
3: <laughs> or um, but he right. changes
1: based on who sees him. Right, the different cultures, and yeah, so I mean, cool. it that makes really sense cool.
3: too for sure. But yeah, just, but yeah, it's yeah that, really that Johanna Constantine episode, like my Leanne's like. You are loving... ever. I'm like, this is the Constantine I've always right. wanted. This is the... Okay. So he goes... To, and then he realizes, okay, we've got something. We've got a right. podcast here. We've got content. And I do also feel like he and what he could have done is turn that podcast kind of into a New York native's commentary on these moronic Texans. Which is what he was going to do. Which is what do. he was going to do. And that's right. where he starts. I think you're right. And then he has that talks to the, the to the grandma and i feel like that's the switch where she kind of said you know t- start talking about the love of texas and the alamo and how like people who are you going of, to see it south by you go to south by you're going <laughs> yeah, to see a band and so i just thought that was really interesting that he was like okay i, I love those moments where he thinks they don't know anything, right they're a bunch of morons when he's like
2: they asked him if he's ever been to Texas, and he says, "I've been to South by right." And she's, and then he starts to explain it, and she's like, "Yeah,
1: we know what South <laughs> by Southwest is.
2: We're not dumb," which I think is
3: really cool. Like, yeah, I, oh I my like god, that and, and
1: Abilene, she wouldn't even touch an Advil, and
3: every single person has the same story. And
1: oh my god, that reveal <laughs> with the grandma. Yeah. Well,
3: it's also I I found that interesting because it is a really well done detective story it is it works on that level too and when usually when you hear multiple people say the same thing you're like well then that's not true you know, like when when multiple people have the exact the, the exact word for word, right? They're story, like, "Well, yeah. okay, now we're hiding something because
1: yeah. you've rehearsed this story." But this movie, because it works as a comedy, you, you take just, those lines a joke, with a great right. salt. Yeah. So the fact that everyone says the same thing about her—that's a comedic way of writing. And like, well, yeah, she was that pure. Everyone says the exact same thing about her, so it's really smart the way that they flip it on you. And there's several reveals in this film that I didn't think were going to be reveals like i took it for just being comedy right and i think that it, it helps this movie because especially if you go and not expecting it to be this good or this clever the way that it pays off it's really really smart yeah for it, sure it,
3: it is very very well done so they start like working the case kind of the uh ben goes to the cops and he just gets the runaround and i, I love the fact that like the, this is small town
2: conservative america right right and and, like, they don't like the cops either. No, they don't. Right, right, it's, right, it's, right. It's so funny how, like, they, they'd be the first people to stick up for the cops, but they're also, like, but they're idiots. Right. And we
3: don't call 911 down here. Yeah, we don't call
2: 911 <laughs> down here. It's like...
1: Everything is an accident. Yeah, yeah. And
3: he's like, well, what if what if you're,
2: like, not in a fire? Well, okay, like, ambulance fire, <laughs> yes. But, you know, other than that, no. His line is so great where he's like, uh, he's like, you think... You think police are like mcdonald's oh, justice is an egg mcmuffin Tom, i wrote that
0: down
3: because <laughs> it was such a perfect line yeah he's like we don't all get the same it was yeah what do you think justice. A, the cops are like mcdonald's and justice is an egg mcmuffin yeah oh what a he's great like, it's line it's not the same everywhere he's like we don't have the police we've got mike and dan mike and
1: dan yeah
3: yeah so, we well, should I guess, say
1: real quick, just because I want to set this up in the beginning for people that may not have seen this film. So that scene in the beginning sets up who Ben as a character is, and one night stands. Women are in his phone as states or cities. He's just got them labeled to remember. Like, like there's Death, a great Death
2: bumble. There's a great yeah. There's a great yeah. joke where they're where they're going through their phones in the beginning, like random house party. And they're like, "Was that mean like you were at a random house party <laughs> or <laughs> a random house party?" And He's like, "Yeah, they've guess got we'll all find out. ways
1: to <laughs> identify women." but not by their name, it's by what they look like, where they're from, right, where right. the hookup was. Bumble, like you said, what app they use. So they've got all these hookups. And then when the brother calls, we find out that Abilene was just another one of these hookups and she's in his phone as Texas. Yeah, at, so the, he doesn't... at the
2: funeral, they're like, it's so cute. He has me, she said, the mom saying, like the daughter was telling her, it's so cute. He has me saved in his phone as Texas. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like they they take it as something sweet. And, and of nickname, course they,
1: yeah yeah to him, just it's to just a total is. hookup he does you know it doesn't even know who like <laughs> when the brother calls and says your girlfriend she's dead he's like my, my girlfriend and he's <laughs> trying to figure it out it's a really funny back and forth between him when he tries to guilt him into it but that's who abilene is to Bennett first she's a name he's she's a hookup she's just texas and when we get down there and he starts talking to the family like you said in that scene with the grandma and they're having dinner he starts to pick up on these people and um he refers to them, if you remember, in the beginning as characters when he yeah. yeah. started the yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 which, which I, thought, I was thought was like
3: was... a very interesting take on like they're not real people, right? Just That's characters the... in my podcast,
1: which goes to what you were saying, Joe, and about other real life podcasts and, and movies and true crime stuff. It's like you have to remember, these are real people. We watch this stuff and it gets sensationalized in their stories. And I think that's really smart the way in the beginning he writes for the character to refer to them as, oh, these are all characters from my podcast. But you take a step back and it's like, no, these are real people with real lives going through stuff, who've lost people. And that's the discovery that Ben goes on. And so he has such a character arc from the beginning. And I think it's great the way that he sets them up as these just random hookup, you know, bros, whatever, not really caring about people as human beings, just hookups. And then as you start to learn their family and, and learn people with a different way of life, you see his character grow. And he honestly does start to learn a lot in throughout the film. And, and I love seeing that. And I think he does a good job performing too, right? Yeah. You see oh, yeah. BJ Novak is an actor. He really portrays that like, oh,
3: maybe I had it wrong. And you see that revelation throughout the film. Well, it's also they do in... Halloween twenty eighteen, they do kind of the same thing, right? So you've got the two podcasters that go and see Jamie Lee Curtis, and they're just like, "Well, what do you think? Like, what you know? He's gonna get out. We're gonna try to do this. We're kind of we're gonna try to get him out. And he's he's not bad. He hasn't done anything in forever. And she's just like, he murdered my friends. Right. Yeah, and he tried to murder me. This had cur- this occurred. This happened. Yeah. Like this is real. So I I do appreciate that. Like both of those movies kind of do, um, you know. And I think true crime podcasts. Are they can be okay, and I think like look, I've listened to some true crime podcasts that are great, yeah. But there's a lot of true
2: crime podcasts out there that are kind of icky. I agree, and and Uh, I agree, and it's like when you know when we watch Dateline, you know, we (laughs) my wife and I we watch Dateline all the time, and like there are times when we're like. Is it kind of weird <laughs> like that? We'll, like because it's like we watch these because they're interesting stories. But yeah, yeah. Like, this, this really happened. Someone had to die <laughs> to get for, this story for us to watch this story. Like sure. it's like are are we somehow complicit? And like when there's a rerun of Dateline, like you're like, oh, man. And I'm like, oh, do they run out of dead people for you? <laughs> Is that the problem? Are I've you upset? seen this one. Yeah. Are you upset <laughs> that they aren't killing people quickly enough to keep the Dateline? pipeline yeah feeding your gullet I think
3: it's it's,
1: it's funny but it's it's true right yeah. like I think and that's what this movie does is it's a movie that makes you think of a lot of different things but that's one of them is that these are real people when you're listening to the podcast watching the show I just tr- uh, tried a trial of Discovery plus to see what the hell they're what their content is, and it's mostly reality shows. There's all this true crime stuff and I stuff that I had never heard about. And it just shows me they're churning out shows based on the popularity of true crime. But it's like, man, those are all stories that happen to real people. And it's something to keep in mind.
3: Yeah, I think it it all kicked off with My Favorite Murderer. I feel like that's kind of the the big yeah, one. Serial, serial. Really yeah, kind of that serial really elevated that
2: and podcasts in general. But sure, sure. But,
3: yeah, I know. Like back to Dateline.
2: Like sometimes we'll do an episode where it's like it's a story that a true crime podcast had seized upon Broke or something. Yeah, and so they're interviewing the guy who has the podcast, and it's <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh boy, and he's like, look,
4: we have podcasts, right? We do. So we're not above it.
2: And if someone came to us and said. Do you want to be on our show? We would be very excited. We do it all the time. <laughs> but there's not a dead person attached to our appearance. That's on that true. Show. It's a yeah. different. And so, like sometimes you light, can yeah. see this guy is just like wired for sound. He's so excited, and I'm just like, there's a dead person. I was gonna say girl because it's almost
3: always a girl, right?
2: But uh, you know, I'm just like, yeah, it's your, your enthusiasm
3: here is a little bit squicky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that that it's not the most um, it's a pretty toxic. It can be a pretty toxic yeah. environment in those things. But in this flick, BJ uh, Ben kind of turns that it on its head where he it, he does get involved with the family. Right. And he's not he again, we he was going to call them characters. But as he spends time with them, he's like, OK, these are real people suffering from a real loss. And like, uh, let's figure this out let's see if we maybe maybe she did maybe she was murdered and we will figure this out he's got the great line where he
2: like his moment of like i will avenge her he's like my talent is yes yeah 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 researching (laughs) and finding (laughs) ways to take disparate thematic (laughs) concepts and tie them together i can get people to talk and i will find the the person or general societal force (laughs) and define it. I will. I will define define it. it. That was my favorite
1: line in the entire movie. I I stopped the movie and messaged Tom and quoted that end part of that because it was so freaking funny the way that they kept talking about vengeance and he kept going back to his talents and it was hilarious the way that he defined
3: them. So he goes to, I guess he meets, he realizes that, uh, he goes through his phone and he sees that she had texted him a bunch of times. Like, and it wasn't like, "Hey, you up?" All that stuff. She was like trying to engage him in conversation. Yeah. She sent him like a link to her songs that he never listened to. Right. And then he clicks the link, and of course, it's gone. It's dead now. It's yeah. dead. No pun intended. Yeah. But then he figures out where she got where she recorded it, and I do love the line where she's like, you know, blah blah blah, recording studio, making dreams come true since it's 2000, it's 2018. 2018. And I was yeah. like, right on. And we get Ashton Kutcher and who is great. He is great and it's it's interesting because to me obviously he was Kelso and he played into that for as long as he could. Yeah. Dude, where's my car? Just all of those kind of like doofy punked. yeah, punked, yeah. like all that stuff. And which is so un- which you
2: know knowing that about him makes him even better for this role sure. because you know the the whole premise of the movie is how you see people isn't how they are, and right. Ashton Kutcher is like next level genius like, in real life. In real life, yeah, 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 like, right, right, he, right.
3: That dude is crazy smart, mm-hmm. and that's why when he invests in stuff, like yeah. people pay attention because you're just like, well, he and, must he knows something, and not just like, oh, he guessed right about Twitter because you go know, because perceptually Twitter is vapid, sure, right, and sure, 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 because he was one of the first ones, right? Like, yeah, jumped totally. on there, yeah, yeah
2: so but like science tech like he really understands all that like right. he is crazy smart but and
1: i think he's a good actor too yeah. i i didn't even grow up watching that 70s i show. never really watched
2: it either i've seen a couple
3: it's so interesting yeah i watch it all the time thing. yeah
1: i've seen i've seen a couple here and there but i never watched it religiously i don't know the characters names or anything but I've, I've seen a couple in reruns or whatever but i didn't know him from that but i knew him more from his movies dude wears my car of course but but the butterfly effect oh yeah sure, sure. I, I, and i think he's a really good actor i told you that jobs
2: movie i right? thought he did yeah. a really really good job playing Steve Jobs. I have to point out real quickly that past guest friend of the show Bill Cott was in Dude Where's My Car? He was. Yeah. There you yeah. go. He was the security guard in the bubble wrap. That's rap. right. That's right.
1: <laughs> so I think he's a really good actor and yeah he got kind of typecast into that Dude, where's my car comedy thing? That's where the money was being made. And sure. He was good. He was good in those comedies. I liked him in those for what they were too. But when he did the dramatic roles, it showed the talent that he had. So I think for a long time he's proven that he can do it. And this is another one where he's really good. I agree. Uh, there was that one moment when he gave that speech where he broke, and they just left it in. Like he could not stop himself from breaking <laughs> when he gives that girl the speech about oh yeah 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 ha- the song and how it's like a window into her soul or whatever. <laughs> right, it's ridiculous. And Bj Novak wrote it to obviously be like this character thinks this, and it's serious, but it's ridiculous. And like he just could not say it with a straight face. I'm like, they left that in. And like, he plays it up as like, I'm choking up. Cause you know, if you're trying to not laugh, sometimes you can act like you're sad. Like if you're joking around, his eyes are watering through the whole (laughs) thing. Yeah. He cannot say it. Cause it's so it's great. It's great writing. It's hilarious. But like you could tell Kutcher is having, having they probably did a hundred takes of it,
3: (laughs) but it is, it's one of those things where you see, you know, they, they list Ashton Kutcher in the credits and you're just like, okay, like right on. And then he pops up in these, this little bit part and I was like, well, maybe maybe they're buddies. Like, right. I don't know the age or like, maybe, you know, there's I think there was at one point there was like a really big kind of group of like those early 20s Hollywood kids. Yeah. And you never know. I and, mean, BJ Novak and John Krasinski went to high school. That's what together. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. So I was like, maybe he just did his buddy a favor. But there's a reason Ashton Kutcher is in this movie. Right. So they yeah, he goes and he tells he's like, she was great. And it just it, it just kind of she died. And that was it. And then Ben goes and talks to the cops, but he's also caught off guard by like,
2: like the recording the the recording in that like how sincere this guy is, and that yeah he's, yeah he's yeah, yeah, not yeah. a joke. Like he went there expecting this to be really dumb,
3: and it wasn't really dumb. No, like know? he like that the gal that he's mentoring. As goofy as that speech is, he's trying to get something out of her. And he does. And he does. And she gets yeah, you know, that's she records what I mean, a ridiculous like, track, you know?
1: The writing is to show that the character actually is genuine and it works. I just mean I don't think Kutcher could say like no, it's I, such see, ridiculous, I ridiculous hilarious. Where I dis- that's
3: where I disagree. I don't think the character is genuine. I think he's saying whatever he needs to say to get this gal to unlock that one last piece to get that performance and then I mean we know that well, he's not when we get to the end of this movie we know that he wasn't genuine because this girl is being drugged out of a tent like completely unconscious I Probably think you gonna... can be
1: both yeah maybe I,
3: uh, maybe that's fair uh, yeah maybe potato potato I think we're maybe
1: saying the same thing I just mean uh, he I was... said tomato tomato <laughs> 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 he was saying it to i mean that's his job and what he said worked because that's what she needed to hear i I think he's good at what he does as a recording you know what producer right and so all i mean is that this speech is supposed to be written semi-comedically because it's like dude what is this guy on it's crazy (laughs) but his methods work too so no he got the performance out of her that's true so we should say too that when the brother comes to Ben with this this idea that it, she was murdered and they, it needs to be avenged he sets up that what happens is people go to these parties and and they do drugs and drink they they go to this thing called the after party and they don't come back from it and so right. he's suspicious and he and the brothers also blaming it on the cartel yes <laughs> yeah yes. this whole like she doesn't do drugs and so she went to high school
3: she went to school with this guy who's San like Cholo. A big, what a great. Yeah, like the big it drug it, it could sound like a bad guy's name. Yeah. And initially when you meet this guy who I, I will say he played uh Richard Ramirez in one of the American horror stories. Oh, okay. The seasons and he was terrifying. Like he was a really good like Richard I Ramirez. I gave up on to the second one. That I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and this,
1: this character was hilarious too in the writing of uh, what people expect of you and the appearances you have to keep up and who you really are there's a lot this movie has to say about these preconceived notions of people whether it be people in Texas or a certain group of people in yeah, Texas yeah, are yeah. these just these yeehaw cowboys are these the cartel quote unquote and how are they going to act and so it's really interesting when you let your guard down and you actually start to get to know people which is kind of the point of this film well that's
3: exactly what happens here right is he sees this guy like at the at the club And walks up to him and he's got, you know, this guy's got all his boys around him. And he, the, this character puts on a face and he puts on a front of a badass and like a take no prisoners. I will, I will slit your throat if we do this, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as Ben says, I'd like to talk to you about that night. Cause he says that like Abby, mine was like the last shoulder she fell asleep on or something. Like I was the last one to see her alive. And Ben says, let's talk about that. Like, I want to talk to you about that last night. And he says, let's do it just you and me. It's it can't be and no nobody else. So he goes to like this other I guess club, I don't know. It's uh, like a warehouse. Uh, yeah, I, I think guess that, that the kinda cartel was cartel ran. And as soon as Ben and this uh, I, I say his name again. Sancholo. Sancholo are alone together, the facade of like this cartel. Hitman drops right, and he's like, "She was my friend. Like she taught me how to read. She never gave up on me. Like the, my mom was super Jesus-y and wouldn't let me
2: read Harry Potter, and right. she would read it over the phone." When they pan her room, you see all the Harry Potter. Books. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So I just
1: thought but that he was drops a really, the whole. He drops act. the whole. It's, gimmick. it's all a front, and so again, that's like you have these. Uh, not only do people have these preconceived notions, but he says that he has to keep up appearances, and he's like, "Well, this is the way I have to act. I have to let them think that." I got her killed. Otherwise, they're They're going to want me me to really kill somebody. somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was really interesting.
2: He's like, that's on Snopes.
4: That's not true. (laughs) He's like,
2: what? (laughs) So it's
1: again, the movie is very clever. The way that it's like, here's the way that we present people. And then also the way that people feel the burden of how they have to present themselves to fit into whatever Part of society, whatever box that they feel like they're a part of. And so it's saying a lot. There's so much to dissect with this film, which is what makes it interesting, I'm sure, especially on a rewatch.
3: Yeah, sure. So I think they end up at like a Whataburger, which was kind of a a thing that they had talked about before. That and whole thing. It,
1: that whole conversation about yeah.
3: what do you like about Whataburger? It's,
1: it's everywhere. It's right there. It's right there. It's, it's, right there. it's, it's always, always right, right there. there. <laughs> but what if you had a McDonald's and a 7-Eleven and, <laughs> what and, and whatever all lined up? They're all right there. Right. What, right. What, what Whataburger. What would make you go to... What, yeah. <laughs> Why? Do we have and any of those like, here? It, do we
3: have those here? No. I don't think so.
1: And, and the brother, I can't remember the exact line, but he's like ben he's just like tries to reason with him he's <laughs> like right. you can't explain you can't put into words about the whataburger like the writing again <laughs> very BJ very, Novak, very
3: very good so good so this is the we get a, a reveal where grandma is just kind of like oh yeah she was a pill popper she's a yeah. drug addict and bj novak's like i'm sorry what and she was like yeah the, the girls told me and so this entire time everybody in this family with the exception of the mom had been like, she's this precious. And the mom was like that too, but I don't know that she knew the extent of what everybody else knew. She, you know, the girls are like, we we told Teddy we wouldn't tell. And I think that's the, the other guy's name. And of course, now BJ Novak is looking at the brother, and he's just like, are you f- kidding me? Like, this entire time, we're, we're trying to find this murder, but she's a drug addict? And yeah. like, the that she died of an overdose. Like, this is exactly what happened.
1: Well, and this is, and again, this is the people not wanting to accept the truth. That's the other commentary on right. people. And no matter what walk of life you're in, this is a sister, a daughter, a friend. You don't want to believe that she could possibly overdose. She was a good person for all intents and purposes. It couldn't, she couldn't have done this. Something had to happen to her. It's the lies that we tell ourselves sure. to feel better about something. And so, the brother the way that he says this and it's heartbreaking too because he's like I just I just knew it had to be something else and I was hoping that we'd find it along the way because of this X, Y and Z uh, so man but it's heartbreaking but so true the way that people can't oh it couldn't have been this person this. Or, oh it, even know.
3: even when the the truth is staring you in the face you exactly kind of, you kind of refuse to believe that that's actually what it is
1: and we should also mention too that when ben is investigating things before this all drops he goes to talk to the law enforcement and we find out a big reveal for the plot and for this mystery is that the bodies where they're dumped or it like four different jurisdictions intersect so all the police agencies are passing it off to the other one. Oh, that's on your term. The border patrol, the
3: sheriff, the Do you know this is why Zodiac never got caught? Is that really Oh, really because he, kept, he would kept he would kept bouncing from like county to county in California or in LA? No. Yeah, California in LA. That's where it was. And he would just bounce from county to county and nobody would talk to each other. Like ah. when when they start when in the, in the book at least, you know, Graysmith's Smith's book is a little flawed at this point, but he says that like the other counties would have a body and it all you know the zodiac would claim it but he they wouldn't talk to each other. So they yeah. were just like, that's yours, that's mine, then there was no communication. It made it hard to that, investigate that's how he yeah. kept getting he or she so, kept getting away.
1: So that's you know, so that's one of the things of why none of these murders are getting solved with all these people that go to the quote unquote after party is that the, whoever's killing them or leaving them to die brings them to this place. So no one Border Patrol, Highway Patrol, Sheriff's Office, police. They right. they won't investigate. They won't figure it out, and they all just keep
3: handing it off. And uh, so this entire time, we have Abby's phone, and Ben is constantly trying to figure out. Also, just like, Ben, what are you doing? Like, stop putting in the code. You're going to lock that phone, and you're <laughs> never going to be able <laughs> to open wait it. wait long enough, doesn't it? It reset? does. Like, yeah, yeah. He, does, he tries, like, twice. And then right, he's right. Alone. Yeah. And then he, uh, I guess there was, like, this little saying that, um, Abby's brother and, and uh, had with Abby and realized that Abby had shortened it down to four numbers. And of course, those numbers are somewhere else and they put those numbers into the phone and bam, Abby's phone opens and there's Ben's name but as he's not
2: a conversation. No. And
3: okay. he's scrolling through and he was like, you know, I have you listed on my phone as Ben, who is just a guy I hooked up with in New York. And the Brilliant. Last, brilliant yeah. How yeah. She she's like, like how and they, my family's obsessed with him. It's so yeah. cute. Right. Like, right, it's right, right.
1: Brilliant. Right. She flipped it. Like, we thought that he's the jerk who's just hooking up with people. Well, she did the exact same thing to him. Yeah. But. but it,
3: right. And she's not. Nobody was a jerk. Like, it was a mutual yeah. hookup. And it went about her. one about their lives.
1: But we're supposed to feel one sided, like, oh, you know, he's been guilted into this and whatever. And it's like, no, she thought the exact same way of him. He was nothing to her. The family was really talking about who the real killer is, right. know, the, the person that's in the phone that was under Ben. And so I love that reveal and I love how he has to then accept that and be like, Wait a minute.
3: <laughs> we should also say his car you know, his car blows up and oh, you God. can you can take that as he got too close to something and right. somebody went, or his Prius blew up. Yeah, well, they
2: explain it. <laughs> did you catch it? They no. did explain. They it.
3: do explain it. it.
2: When he goes to the, the after party at the end, two guys see him and they're like, you "Like what we did to your car?" Oh, okay, and, and okay. Because they admit it. Because he had said that at the at the rodeo that when was they a said Texas A&M that fan he's a whatever. Texas A M or Texas State. Texas, sure. Yeah, and he's... and he was supposed to, he's supposed to root for Texas Tech, <laughs> and so they they blew up his car for football. Also, I love when the family picks him up from the hospital and they're like, and Ty's like. Oh man, can you imagine if that had been a real car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a really good. But again, the,
3: the lines are so subtle, but they're so good. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, nobody over delivers I... the no, jokes. Like no. they, yeah, he's being but... like he's being honest. He's like, yeah. man, could you imagine? Could you imagine if that was a real car? Yeah, man, it would've it would've gasoline bad. and everything. Yeah, right, like, right.
1: But this movie is doing to us, it's a, such a great commentary on the whole true crime phenomenon, everything. We want a murder mystery. We're there with Ben trying to solve this thing that started off as kind of a joke. The, he treated people as characters and the whole situation is a joke. We're going to, the premise is let's figure out, let's, let's be entertained by how ridiculous these people are. And then he says, well, maybe it was a murder. And we go on this whole murder right, mystery. Right, right. And then his car gets blown up, and you're like, oh my God, he's getting too close they blew up his car and then we find out he rooted for the wrong football team and these small town
3: people were like yeah blow it up like like it's a prank blew up his car right so the the this whole like relationship between the family and ben implodes when ben you know kind of lays it out and he says mom the grandma says well she was quite a pill popper though right and every
2: and there's just Dead silence. Everybody's like, "You are not supposed to say that." Right, and then Ben's, and then Ben loses it yes. because he's just yeah. like, "Wait, I've been investigating this as a murder because everyone tells me she's this precious little angel." Right, no way she could have died from a from a drug overdose. And it's like, and now I find out that she absolutely could have died from a drug overdose. And all of you knew it, and you all knew it, right? And nobody said anything because you know because they they wanted to protect her image. And right, meanwhile. You know, this is how innocent people get convicted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And,
1: and and his credibility is on the line. This podcast was going to be his big break. And not only did he start to care about these people, but now it's like this is out there. His, the podcast is almost done and ready to air. And the ending is basically going to be him looking ridiculous if it's just a drug overdose. Right. And he's like investigating it is some big
3: thing. But isn't that kind of the way true crime podcasts go? Like I think of how I think of Serial comes to mind, and I think that was a really well done, well crafted podcast up until the end, and the last thing they were, they were just like, "Oh well, yeah, we didn't who, do anything. Who nothing, knows? Nothing changed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean." But, I really liked that first season of serial but the difference there is that it really was a murder. What I'm saying sure, here in sure. this case, if you're investigating it and making like, "Oh, it's a it's a murder and there's all these clues and everything and then you, it's going to come out or people know that yeah, she was just a pill popper." It's like, "Well, then your whole it's a false premise from the start." It's a you know, they didn't say like in the end of serial, "Oh yeah, he didn't really kill the person. They overdosed." You know what I'm saying? Sure, it's a completely sure. different revelation. Well, I guess so. I guess
3: the revelation is that he did it. Right? Like that that to me that's the that's the thing where I mean, oh. I'm not saying that he did do it. Like that's, but I'm saying like you do this whole thing. You think that he's innocent. His story is kind of checking out, and then at the end they're just like, "Nope, he actually did it. They got it right." Like that's you know, how does he end up? Oh, okay, so he unlocks the phone. Right, sees all the messages after call, the fight with the family. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Uh, then he goes back. He figures out how to unlock the phone because. At the Waterburger, they talk about stealing the table numbers, and he sees she has 1934. The ta- 1435. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah okay. And uh, table numbers in her room, and right? He's, and and the kid, El Stupido Mason, <laughs> <Just> fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> explains the the code, and he realizes its significance, and then that bang. Unlocks, and then there's two the
3: texts that's like, "I need help, please." I that need never help. sent. That never sent. Right. Yeah. And then we realize that there is a another party like at this spot. So BJ Novak dresses in his finest cowboy gear. Uh, brings a weapon with him, which is just bonkers. Yeah. And then goes to the party, and he is walking around. And I think he, we don't really see the conversation between him, This is another ben great line where and Ty.
2: Is, he gets Mason to drive him in like his little, <laughs> yeah, guy's, go-kart. Like, go-kart, his little go-kart with go-kart. his helmet or whatever. And he's talking to his <laughs> podcast producer, yeah. and she's like, where are you right
3: now? And he's like, uh, I'm in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> But she's she's trying to wrap up the show. She's like, look, you just had a car blow up like we're going to I've I've got all the information I need. I'll finish it. And he's like, please don't finish it. I've got please just give me like a day.
1: Well, that's the thing is he's a liability for her. She's like, oh, sure, sure. It's going to be on my conscience. You get killed down there. Right. And she tells him to stop working. Like, it's not a question of like, there's no more time. He's. She's like, you come back and he's like, okay, you know, like he needs a day to get back or whatever. But at this point, he has to stop the investigation and he's
3: not stopping. Uh, (laughs) So he goes to the party. He has an interaction with Ty, but we're not really sure. At least I don't remember like what was said or if you even actually hear what was said. But I'm like, what have, are you doing here? I, I guess mean, that's kind of what point, it was,
1: right? He he badmouths the family like, yeah, they lied or whatever because they care about the sister. And and uh, when he blows up, he insults them all and talks about it. Right, 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 right. All the things they say about small towns and everything, they're true and, and, and really says some mean things. I do like so. where
3: she says, you know, bless your heart. And He's like, I know what that know means, what, too. Bless your heart <laughs> and bless your heart. Bless yeah. all your hearts. All your hearts <laughs> can go bless themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, so he goes into this tent and he. Oh, I guess Ashton Kutcher's character pops back up, and at that point, I was like, mm, "Interesting." Yeah. yeah, he's in two scenes of the movie. One right. toward
1: the beginning, and then at the end here, and you're like, oh, "Wait a minute!"
3: Right. So <laughs> they they go back to this tent, and and BJ no Ben puts it together. He he sees he sees the, the drugs. He sees the the, the drugs that the the state patrol or whoever that was showed him earlier about like just the way the the like ma- sticks of ecstasy sticks of or something ecstasy or whatever it was and yeah he, uh, Ashton Kutcher has the same ones and it's interesting because Kutcher basically lays it out he's like yeah yeah like we gave her the drugs and we did this and blah 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 and Kutcher's like would you want me to redo that like because he knows that he, like because he, BJ Novak has like two recording devices he turned yeah. he shows him He turns one off but he keeps recording with this but phone. he keeps recording with his phone yeah. and he shows him that he you know now I've got your confession on tape and Ashton Kutcher's like, yeah, but you've got your take and I've got my take. Right. And it's. God, this was brilliant. which really
1: sums up the country. This is the
3: state of the country he's right like, here. We'll be, we'll be on podcast panels and you'll yeah, tell he's like, your side. I'll he's tell like, like, we're we're my be. side.
2: He's like, this is. He goes, we know this is going to play out. He's like, you're going to put this out and everybody's going to think I'm a Right. And At goes, first. At first. And he goes, and then people are going to realize that, you know, there's a big difference between. Letting someone die and killing someone. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to and then someone's going to say, why did you go to this town? Ben, you didn't even know this. You girl. didn't know that girl. And then it's all going to flip. And, <laughs> you know, and, it's and he's like, not wrong. And he's not wrong. He's not and wrong. he's like and he goes and then and then each side will, you know, one side will decide who did it. And then the other side will take the other side just to take the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is so true. Oh, my God. Especially right now, right? Yeah.
1: It it is. I mean, that's why this movie, clearly, he's writing it with certain things in mind And even though this is about a murder slash death, he's talking, it's a bigger commentary on the state of the world right now and the way that people choose to argue things just to argue. People disagree just to antagonize and, and to go against someone because of their politics, their beliefs, their views, and how there's always that other side, no matter how egregious, no matter how ridiculous the situation is. You're going to have defenders on that other side and the way that people flip things. And so it was like, man, this is where toward the end of the movie after it ended. I'm like, there is a lot to think about. Here. Yeah, big <laughs> yeah, time. And sure.
3: then uh, as Ashton Kutcher is talking, all of a sudden there's a shot and uh, you see a big old wound in Ashton Kutcher's neck and it, the camera pans around and there's be, there's Ben with a gun in his hand. And I can't tell if he meant to miss. Or if I was, just don't think oh, he's to no to That's fired what, a gun. In that's his life. also what I thought. But then he, I mean, as a general principle, he does not avenge deaths. That's just not that's who he is. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. And he tells you that. And uh,
2: I, you know, there's speaking of that. There's another thing I think we should address because we say this all the time. But it, earlier in the movies, when he's talking to the one of the sisters, he's like, "Well, have you ever heard the you know the theory about Chekhov's gun?" Because yeah. we talk about this all the time. Sure, right? sure, sure. And he's like, he's you know, and but what I what I love about that is one. The movie does introduce Chekhov's gun. Correct. and utilizes pretty it. Pretty brilliant. But then the sister is instantly like, "But Chekhov's plays never have guns." <laughs> like it's, and he goes, "I've actually never
3: listened. I never read one." Right, but which is
2: also circles back around to what Ashton Kutcher says about how society is so like all that's left of society are remnants yeah and he's like you think the people that post pictures of audrey hepburn have ever seen an audrey hepburn movie <laughs> it's a great point and oh. it's you know it's and, a great point you know how many people post the, the may west quote uh, oh you know and th- they've, they've never seen a may west movie they probably couldn't even name a may west <laughs> movie you know it, it's very
1: smart and i mean did any did either of you guys think the Chekhov's gun they introduced was going to pay off
3: no 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 there's it, no I way didn't see a, like when it, that when that it, bullet when That gunshot rings out. I was like, "Well, what the hell was?" That? I thought, I thought Kutcher shot him. Yeah, like yeah, that's initially what, that. what I thought. And I, then when the when the camera pans around and you you know Kutcher's got that big old wound in his neck, I was like, "Hold, like okay." And then, and then Ben as, shoots him again as he's dying. Just to make sure he, and he times it to the fireworks. That's right. Yeah, and he shoots him in the head, and then he <laughs> I think he goes out and he talks to Ty again. You know, you'll hear it, but you see him. That's talking what to it Ty. is. Like yeah. he's
2: telling Ty basically. What I is what just happened. Did. He took care of it, and they, then they he avenged her. Yeah. And then they goes go to Waterburger. That's right. And the cops have a great line where they where they get oh, them, yes. a nine one one call on a Saturday <laughs> night. Oh, I wouldn't. Have, I never thought he was accident prone. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Pays <laughs> oh, off so the so good. whole
1: time. The movie says all they do is say everything's an accident, whether it's you know car accident, this that or the other. And the fact is that there's a murder, and we literally know it was a murder. <laughs> and they say they didn't think he was accident. They didn't prone. think he was oh, accident like...
3: prone. So the. Oh. the be, ben wakes up in the in the house and he sits down. He you know, he's getting ready to leave, and the the mom is like, "I heard there was a pretty good party last night." He's like, "I have no idea. I was I go. wasn't there." And she's yeah. like, "That's right. You weren't there. Everybody goes, nobody went. That's right." And then but, she but, and then but, but he, and yeah, then he says, "He goes, but yes, that was a really really good party." Uh, and that's kind of how it ends. Well, then they have their drive to the airport. That's true. she yeah. drives <laughs> to the airport and she talks about how,
2: what about regrets? Yes, and how you know you live life with no
3: regrets and she's like life is nothing but regret all you do is regret it's to make them count that's right and that's yeah. and that's Ooh. that's how this one wraps up yeah. and it's i when i saw the trailer for this oh, i and was he like
1: deletes his podcast from well his yeah. no
3: no he deletes he deletes the the kutcher part i no, could not tell if he deleted podcast. everything no, from no. the workstation or no no just, no because because she finished it like she,
4: But like, it's like, in the shared
2: workstation. Oh. Yeah.
4: yeah,
1: it's shared. He deleted it so this family wouldn't be turned into character. Well, and he's got to cover up the fact
3: that he murdered the guy in the end. He that's why. the I, whole project. That's why I thought he just deleted everything that he recorded no, with Ashton Kutcher. I, he
1: cleared out the whole project. That's the server where she said the podcast okay. is ready to go. Okay. And he cleared okay. It.
3: That make, I, I thought it was just that, that interaction with, with Kutcher.
1: No. So, I mean, he basically, again, that's the character arc, right? They were jokes. They were characters and he was basically making fun of these people in a small town and how they think it was a murder when really it was a drug overdose and then he ends up realizing like, no, these are real people and also, you know, this girl had problems and she she does, And he doesn't want people uh, criticizing her, you know, because then think about it. These people are going to be jokes and made fun of. Right. She's going to be a druggie. Look at all the bad stuff that will come from this podcast airing that was unintentional on his part. He did not set out to do that. But he that's what he would have ended up doing is dragging them all. That's probably true. And uh, then the murder thing, obviously, that also... Yeah, that, be, you know, that right. old chestnut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: so, yeah. So that's how this... One, I, when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, man... This looks super interesting, and this did not fail to deliver. Yeah, this, this is one of my really favorites good. of the favorites of the year so far. Yeah, I thought it was
1: just going to be a comedy. I, I wasn't co- sure. And I didn't know.
3: And it's funny because like I
2: I pushed for us to cover. You this did. And you I don't did. do that very often. And it timed out well because since Kevin's got covered this week, we needed something that was on streaming anyway. But we had decided to do this this week prior to that. Right. But, but uh, when I saw th- I saw this movie when it came out uh, a few weeks ago, and was just like blown away. Yeah. At yeah. How good this was! Yeah, and, this is one of those ones that I was happy to. Play it's, for. It's, sometimes you see a movie and it's so good, and it's like, and it it doesn't seem to get the love in the greater world. I think it's it, happened to us actually on this show yeah. more than once. And you start to wonder, like, was I was I wrong? Did it not <laughs> yeah, right, right. hit But it's like, but especially when it's me, me, you know, I I tend to hate almost everything. That's true. And yeah, so, yeah it's, hard, it's hard. to get you to and like. Something. So when I like something and it doesn't really click with the rest of the world, I really start to wonder. I'm like, what? did what did I was I was I just in a really good mood that day what happened so I'm glad that you guys had the same reaction to it as I did that I was like especially like I when I watched I watched it again and very rarely anymore do I watch a newer movie for a second Mm -hmm. time yeah and it was just as good and I could see this being a movie if you sat with it it's gonna have so many like little lines that are quotable like like the thing that comes to mind, even though it's totally obviously a totally different movie, is the Caddyshack. Caddyshack has so many great little lines that you mm. quote that aren't even necessarily all that funny. It's just when you when you marinate in a movie like people have with Caddyshack, you yeah. find these like little tiny moments that just resonate with yeah. you. And I feel yeah. like this movie—that's interesting. That's a good call. Has a lot of those that if you if you watch this movie repeatedly. There's going to be these just little throwaway lines that are will just take up space in your head. Yeah, that that cop way.
3: that McDonald's line. Yeah. Man like it's rare that you'll get me to write down a line but I was like that was good
4: yeah that good
1: that line. I will define it line I seriously <laughs> when I sent that to Tom I was thinking like I'm like this is maybe like a new line I will quote because it's so freaking hilarious <laughs> yeah it's like these are my skills I'm a writer this is what I do so like I don't avenge people but I define these systematic whatever you know Tom quoted it and can do a better <laughs> job than me but it was so funny the way that it was succinctly written and you don't see that in a movie like this usually you get some big moment where someone says like the obvious generic type line and right. the way that he catered it to his character was great. But to him and, it
4: was that moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, right, exactly. right, Right. Exactly.
1: And his um, I keep trying to think of the word like uh, educated scholarly whatever you know he's a writer and he he's intelligentsia right he's a yeah he's an upper
2: type. east side intellectual right <laughs> An yeah. intellectual exactly yeah. it was he is uh, deaf because I mean, he is like and his his reactions yeah. to all their kind of casual <laughs> Anti-Semitism. Right, right, right. Where he's yeah. like, like oh yeah, I saw that Liam Neeson movie, the one where he's on the train, and it's funny. Like I'm by my first watch, I'm doing the thing where I'm like, oh, what was the name of that movie where he's like on that subway train, and then he's like Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, like, oh <laughs> my god. Like you look like a in, lot of the people in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And clearly in in this movie, when you're talking about Liam Neeson, I mean, he's talking about Taken, like trying to get vet revenge, right? And they go to a completely different movie that has nothing to nothing do with to do with,
3: do with anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god such a such this was fantastic I, again we've it, I, it's probably out of theaters at this point but it is on voodoo it's on yeah. every uh apple t it's on everything if, wherever you buy your movies wherever you buy it's on VOD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah do and, do yourself a favor either buy it doesn't matter rent it buy it doesn't but watch it like this was fantastic yeah
1: i feel like this is one of the reasons we do the podcast of course we love to talk about star wars and marvel and the big movies and you know, all that we cover all sorts of stuff but it's these type of movies that don't necessarily get the love they deserve that we hope people will discover so when we find a gem like this it's fun to talk about it and think that people will find it because we
2: covered it
3: sure yeah, yeah i totally agree
2: this yeah this absolutely deserves to be discovered it's uh, one of the best movies of the year yeah yeah easily so, uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow
3: me on the Twitter at
2: Joey Butts, 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers while you're there. Like the page, join the group, and of course, uh, don't forget our patreon patreon.com slash real Spoilers. so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time Wallace lives in an animal sanctuary
0: get for spoiler' because already warned it's going